Hallelujah. Thank you. Isn't God good? How many are excited about being in the house of God? Glory to God. How many have been blessed for the past couple of weeks in our mastery class? Glory to God. I encourage you to always um, be prepared on these nights. We are in um, an actual class. It's called Mastery and Biblical Precepts. And, and those who signed up for the class um, um, do have access to the content of the book and the different things. We've opened it uh, as a service to our members. And so if you are a member and you're not actually in the class, I would encourage you to grasp all that you can. So when you, you take the step to take the class, you are prepared to go down the road that God is leading and guiding us into. Amen? How many of y'all are ready to get to work? Hallelujah. Let, let me say something. You know, you, you, you're going to have to learn how to have worship endurance. I, I, you know, today, I, I think as believers, we try to get things done and we don't have the endurance of what actually sustains the spiritual might that gives you the ability to do what you do spiritually. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And so if you don't learn how to have worship endurance, you will never have author authoritative endurance. You will never have power endurance. Are y'all hearing me? And so if you're going to try to take steps with God and, and really step into a lot of these things, you have to realize that a lot of these things are accompanied by worship endurance. Uh, uh, you're going to have to have prayer endurance. You, you cannot try to sustain how you used to do things with God and then try to move up in principle. Because the greater the principle, the greater the responsibility. The greater the responsibility is the greater ability and, and authority that you must learn to sustain. Come on, we're already starting early. <laughs> Are y'all catching me? So if you want to you, you, you walk into some things with God, you got to realize that without uh, you learning how to build your endurance in the things of God, you will never sustain what you're trying to gr grasp. Which means you got to change how you do things. You have to change your the the comfortable carnal uh, way, and it's carnal because it's not the new way of the Holy Ghost in you now. Ah, we about to get in some stuff. <laughs> See, the Bible says the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you into how much all truth, which means as you grow, the last truth might not be the new truth. So, if you've already accompanied one truth. You've already established that now he establishes a new truth. So if I decide to stay in the old truth for a new time, I'm going to have some issues. Because I have to accompany the new truth for the new space. I have to accompany the new truth for the new grace. Are y'all catching me? And so I can't cast off restraint of the new truth because the new truth, it's in you now. It's covenantally in you now. So you and God know that y'all both understand that. <laughs> See, we, 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 we try to get away from stuff, but wait, you and God know that we know this. 
Well, you know, God, I'm still working on just, but no, no, no. Me and you, no, I'm not talking about stuff you really don't know that you keep just slipping on into. And no, I'm talking about at this moment of your step forward. Now, you know that, that you know that you know of, of what you're supposed to be accompanying. And so we have to learn how to build worship endurance. Somebody say worship endurance. You got to learn how to worship God a little more. You got to learn how to praise God a little more. You're going to have to learn how to hold the mind of God a little longer. You, you, you cannot attain and sustain these realms if you're not learning how to attain and sustain the mind of God. Are y'all catching me tonight? All right. So I just want to set that base for you to, to, to help you realize that, that you got you to gotta get in. You got to step in. You got to step in. Amen. A lot of times our human nature likes to take, try to learn things logically. But you got to understand the spirit realm don't learn things logically. The spirit realm perceives things spiritually. I'm going to say that one more time. You got to realize that if you don't learn how to awaken your spirit, man, you don't keep anything spiritually. So we, 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 we have to understand as believers, when you're coming into the house of God, when things are established spiritually, you might, under, you might hear it logically. But if you're not spiritually discerning, you're missing everything that you're saying amen to. Because only your spirit can catch the spiritual things. But the carnal cannot perceive, it, it can't keep anything. How many of y'all haven't heard a, ever a good word preached? You shout, ran around the church 10 times. But it didn't stay. And so we got to know how to attain and sustain some things. Amen? Amen. Somebody read Isaiah 28, 9 through 13. Excuse me, just verse 9 uh, for me, if you can. Amen. And I'm in the wrong notes from last week. How many of y'all enjoyed last week? Yeah, I didn't even get to do none of nothing that we were supposed to do. Glory to God. Y'all was messing with me. And I was trying to move on to this to, to the teaching. But it don't look like we made it there. But I'm believing God we're going to get somewhere tonight. Amen. So uh, one thing that I want us to understand that we are learning the benefits of engaging mastery. We're learning that mastery uh, when it comes to anything that we do, we want to do it to the best of our ability. Amen. If you are a worker, you want to be the best worker you can be. If you're a parent, you want to be the best parent you can be. If you're a husband, a wife, you want to be the best you can be. So all that we do, we must learn to uh, pursue mastery. Amen. And in pr the pursuit of mastery, God is wanting us to understand how to master precepts, how to master and hold and uh, uh, come into an ascendancy uh, of who he is and what he's called us to be and become. Can you say amen? Now, what I want us to, we, we're going to start here. And last week we were dealing with. 
we were dealing with uh, understanding the levels of, of communication, okay? The, dealing with the levels of communication. And now, I want to sit, sit here. Now, we just read Isaiah 28, 9. Who will teach knowledge? And whom will he make understand the message? Those who are winged from milk, those who are drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon, line upon, line upon, line, here a little and there a little. So we must come to a point where we learn to be princip principled in all that we do. Can you say amen? The problem we're having is we got to, as we do the dynamics of church, we got to realize the difference between dynamics and real authority. Now, if you looked at the last video, he kind of ended with this, but I want to highlight this just a little bit, okay? You got to understand the difference between the dynamics of a thing and real authority, okay? We have been so cookie cutter, we've been pacified so long that we can't handle a mature message or a mature conversation. We've been pacified so long because the, the reality of it is, if there is no dynamics, most of us will be asleep. Now, I'm not saying you're not tired. I'm not saying you don't have a long day. But when you're hungry for something, it's something about it does something to your mind that you stay awake because you got to get something out of there. But we've been so caught up with the dynamics of things that it's easy to preach in America. It's easy to do something in the pulpit because people are not spiritually awakened. You can Google a good message and, and, and you know, it, it's fine. But because we don't understand the difference between dynamics and real authority, we're not, we don't have that ear to hear if something is really coming from a divine place or it's coming from a study place. Now, there's nothing wrong with a study place. But I don't know about you. God told us to come together and learn and hear from a divine place. That's why, you know, as a minister, I, I, I've learned myself and I, I learned to be comfortable. I used to wasn't comfortable with myself, but I'm not a, a big person to do stories. I'm not. But I've been comfortable with that. And I've learned how to walk with God in the way he uses me. But before I used to try to force myself to do this whole study and, and practice and it never worked. Because that's not how he caught me up with who he is. And so you have to understand that God wants us to know the dynamics of precept because just in case he want to say something, he want to make sure that you understand what he's saying, how he's saying, and the way you want, he wants you to deliver it. Can you say amen? So uh, we have to understand the difference between dynamics and real authority and not confuse those things. The hour is calling for us. To really identify what we've been doing in church. How many of y'all feel like the hours is starting to call what, to identify what we've been doing in church? How many are interested in knowing what in the world we've been doing in church? I don't know about you. People got more questions in church than they got in the world. <laughs> Seem like, huh? And, and, and until we start 
extrapolating what we've been doing and why we do it and how we do it. Because, see, one of the, 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 the sad things is, I don't know where this comes from, but people, how many of y'all ever heard somebody say, don't question God? Now, I don't know what church that is, but maybe we just need to go to a different doctrinal, uh, extrapolate what that really means not to question God. Because in my Bible, he says, seek me if you want to find me. In my Bible, he said, I'm going to knock on it, but I need you to seek me. I need you to hunger after me. Hungering after him means that I'm trying to figure who you are, which means I got to question what you do and why you do it, which means until you come with a question, you'll never get an answer, which means most of us are living from what people have said, but we don't question what was said. And, and we're not seeing the fruit of it, but we're not questioning what was said. And God is saying, I don't want you to just live because somebody says something. I want you to understand and really look at, was it a dy dynamics or was it real authority? Because real authority is going to prove, be proven in the, in the uh, outcome of what it becomes. Does that make sense? Which means if something is not working in my life, I need to identify what dynamics, what, what, am I, what am I been listening to? Because what we don't realize is faith comes by hearing and hearing by the what? Word of God. But doubt does too. Poverty does too. I'm going to say that again. It all comes by hearing. It comes by what? which means you cannot become something without hearing something. Which means if you're reinforcing something, there's something that you keep around you that keep reinforcing the same hearing for you to keep it. All right. That's not what we're talking about tonight. So... We want to be, and we're in mastery, we want to be principled in all that we do and, and, and understand. Last week we talked about understanding others' threshold. Do, do, do you have the competencies and, and mental, spiritual understandings of what God is calling you and, and having a stronger threshold? Amen. Not taking somebody beyond their threshold. How many of y'all are blessed by that? <laughs> How many of you been checking your threshold a little better? Glory. You've been checking your triggers a little better. Yeah, because some of y'all was at 30, but now you're at 50. You, at least you're, you're growing up. Somebody say, amen, I'm growing up. My threshold is getting a little more. My patience is getting a little more. You know, I used to swing back quickly, but now I'm getting a little more committed to what God is saying. Glory. <laughs> And it's very important that you work on that threshold. This is why, because until you learn how to become principled in all of you, watch this, there's always a possibility that you handle things out. When you're dealing with mature people principally, you might be handling things in your own way rather than God's way, but you don't know you're doing it. Which means the way you handle conversations casually, you didn't know that was a principled conversation from the Holy Spirit. Which means sometimes we handle casual conversations not knowing that somebody is walking principle on principle, line upon line.
So you have to be principled enough to understand, number one, what are who what is the threshold that you're dealing with? Okay. And are they willing to have an ear to hear? Because some of us give up too much information too early. You're not even discerning the ear. Now I have a lot of notes here. I'm trying to be careful because I, I, I don't. Are you discerning the ear that you're talking to? Or are you advertising or giving information that might be not even prepared to hear what you want to have to say? I, I know it's, it might be right. But it's not inspired because you have to realize the threshold that you're dealing with. Just because people ask for information don't mean they're ready to handle it or, or want it. Just because people ask information doesn't mean they're ready for an answer. So sometimes, sometimes I have to be wise enough to discern if you're able to handle what I'm trying to deliver. At least I have to make sure that your ears prepared. So I'm not giving you information for what you think you need. Because before I prepare your ear, you, you won't hear what I'm saying in the first place. This can save us sometimes a lot of, lot of trouble on, on our words. We, we give a lot of information, but we got to discern who we're talking to. Can y'all say amen? That does not mean you remember, we don't zero everything out, but, but, but you, you got to understand sometimes God is trying to tell you they need a little more time. Because that corner base mentality is still overriding What's true? Which means they still got to try it their way. Don't look at yourself, but have you ever wanted to try it your way? And you asked questions, but you really didn't want to know the answer? Amen. How many of y'all hear me what I'm saying here? So what we have to realize is God is giving us he said, who will teach knowledge and whom will understand the message? Those just wing for milk, which means many, many believers. Watch this. See, everybody think that everybody's supposed to be speaking and ministering and doing all these things on these levels. He's saying, who is supposed to teach knowledge? Now, I'm not saying you don't have a testimony. If you're saved, you should have a testimony. But everybody not called to do surgery. Who's called to teach knowledge? Who, 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 whom he, he can make understand? He's saying those who wing for milk. See, we, we talked about what Paul called baby message, elementary. Salvation, let me tell you something. Salvation is universal. Believe in Jesus Christ. Are y'all catching me? But it takes a little more patience takes a little more skill, it takes a little more mastery, it takes a little more being principled to deal with someone beyond salvation message. Because you have to identify the doors of, of, of dominance that's still holding them hostage. And so sometimes we are trying to use a base message in a, host, in a hostage situation. 
It's a hostage situation. You know, in hostage situations, people have to be very careful what they say because they can blow their head off. It can trigger them the wrong way. So they, they got to study and make sure they use their words wisely because they stuck in a hostage situation. And you can deter them to do something that they're not supposed to do, or you can deter them to come out. Are y'all catching me? Are you, are you using the right tools in hostile situations? Are you discerning the tools that you're using in hostile situations? Do you know how to deal with a captive? Are we still giving our, our, what we want to tell them, how we want to develop them, how we want to do this? And you have to realize everything must be line upon and precept upon, which means if, uh, watch this, if the word can be line upon line and you were built by the word without you discerning the word for their life, you don't know how to build their life. I just said something, but. I think that was Holy Ghost all day. Y'all catch me. You was built by the word. So you have to discern the word that builds them. So if you're using the wrong precept, you're using the wrong building block for the wrong time. Are y'all catching me? So line up, a, line up all the, who will teach it? Do we have somebody who will go beyond be saved or die? Nobody won't God. Nobody won't God. Jesus didn't say nobody won't God. Jesus said, in fact, the harvest is plentiful. I, come on. Because I, I hear all the time, nobody knows. They just don't want God. They, they don't want to do the right thing. Wait, but hold on. Jesus said different. Jesus said the harvest is plentiful. It's white. But he had a problem with some people called laborers. Because they didn't understand how to exchange their flesh for divine empowerment of the spirit. They didn't know how to do the exchange. Do you understand how to do the exchange? Somebody said, come into the exchange. Glory to God. When you engage the proper precept, you should get the right results. One of the greatest dangers and deep faults of believers, I believe, is we use the wrong precepts for the wrong issue. And we do that because it's either learned behavior or it's, 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 or we hide around what we don't know. Are y'all catching me? It's either learned behavior or we hide around what we don't understand. And, and what God is saying, you don't have to do that. You, I, I want you to learn what you need to learn so you can be strong in what I'm calling you to be. Are y'all catching me?
You can't do what you don't know. You can't do what you haven't learned. Can you say amen? So one of the things that you have to understand is uh, God wants to make sure that we're proven in practice of the precepts that we're trying to uh, uh, um, attain to so that when we get to that place, we're not moved, we're not manipulated. We, we actually can engage in authority. When I say authority, I want you to understand, I don't have time to go into this. Authority is different from power. The problem with believers is we don't realize that just because Jesus is on your boat don't mean he not sleep. That came out. I was going to use that Sunday. Y'all got that early. Just because he on your boat don't mean he ain't sleep. And he will stay asleep and let the boat rock. Which means power will always overcome the authority that you can operate in because you don't understand how to wake him up. Are y'all catching me? And what God is saying, I'm trying to wake you up to understand. I'm, I'm trying to engage in some, some stuff. And one of the greatest defaults is believers got to get into engagement. Somebody say engagement. The problem is we've been fooled by our own language and we've been fooled by others' language. We do it all the time. We bypass language all the time. Somebody give you a couple of scriptures, you think they're on the same pathway as you. And you're not having the ear to hear. You're not discerning precepts. You're not discerning what, do they understand what they're talking about. This is why if you've been around here a little bit, a little longer, I always ask everybody in here probably heard me ask you, what does prayer mean? What does this mean? What does that mean? You're like, why are you asking me that? Because sometimes if you don't have the right recipe to what you're saying, you might be. The principle can't be in order because, listen to me, if you're using the right tools, it should get the right effect. So the problem is we bypass all of that because they gave the language. But you got to check language for real content and real understanding of authority in that content. Are y'all catching me? Uh, if you're in the course, you, you probably heard uh, Apostle say that he don't allow people always to call him if they haven't tried something first. Because as believers, we, we like people to be codependent sometimes because it makes us feel good. So we allow people to keep feeding off of our prayer life and not building their own. So you become their savior, not Jesus. There's a period that you become the tutor, but there's a period you got to let them know we're not eating today. Amen. And you got to take a step because you're not going to waste my time. I'm not going to live my life based on your default. Amen. I'm not going to live my life based on your default. So there's a period of time if you missed that time, that wasn't on me, that was on you. That wasn't on me, that was on you. Are y'all catching me? Because there are times that God will give an expression of time and you help people discern the moment. They might be taking your time for granted. They don't know you work, you, you work way more than sitting there listening to what they're doing. But by the Spirit of God, this is a soul. But they're handling it lightly. They're sitting with the key. But if you don't walk them through the way God is calling you to walk them through, 
You create a codependency relationship. Now they got to wait on your prayer life to get something done. How many of y'all, uh, you know, well, mama praying for me. It's okay. Marla, I need you to go in tongues for a little long. I need you to go in shalabandikalaba. Go into something for a second. I need my prayer warriors to come up because we about to go into something. See, we like to live on mama prayer. Because there ain't no responsibility when it's mama praying. I'm, I can do my thing when, when mama praying. But, but, but when you now take that codependency, y'all. So you have to understand how to walk a child out of codependency. No, no, we, we, no I'm going to hold you. I'm going to hold your hand. We're going to walk together. I'm going to be there. And we, but there's a point where it doesn't look nice for a 10-year-old to be on mama's. Oh, yeah. One time I seen a lady come in the store. Boy, a big old boy, she flopped that boy. Walk out. And that boy was on that stage. And she walked up. I said, my goodness. I ain't hating, you know. I guess there's a little more help for the body. But it doesn't look right. Why doesn't it look right? Because you have a capacity for, uh, uh, there's a time that said, hey, you should be getting this by now. No, no, no. Don't try to take my study time. You've gotten that time to do that. But now it's time for you to grow up. Tell somebody it's time to grow up. Yeah, it's time to grow up, and I'm not going to let everybody feed off of, and be codependent on me. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm, I'm going to eat with my children today. So sometimes you got to give a, a someone a seed and see what they do with that. And if they don't do anything with the seed, it show. watch this, you allow them to continue to go in life. Because life be the best teacher and make you turn around just a little bit better. So sometimes, I know sometimes we need a little bit more whooping. You know, your, your kids, I don't know about y'all, when you have a lot of kids and, you know, some of them obey better than the others. And when you discipline right, it seems like they just want it. I don't like It seems like some just... It's like they ask for it. They're like, they just keep going. Why you just can't look at this one? <laughs> she pointed. She trying to get you more love. So, so you have to realize there are different explorations of processes. And sometimes you can provoke someone quicker than they, 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 they should go, but if you're not learning how to provoke an individual to the ear, for the ear, I don't spend my time where you don't have an ear. So, so well, why are you not giving them the answer? They're not ready for the answer. Why, we're not talking about that, Pastor. Why are you telling me about that? Because you're not ready for what you think you're ready for. Because sometimes what we want is greater than what we need. I'm going to say that one more time. Sometimes what we want is greater than what we, we need. And we yield to what we want. And we, when God is trying to bring what we need, we don't have the capacity to sustain that mindset.
Are y'all catching me? Hallelujah. How many of y'all getting something so far? So, so when, when, we, when we're doing that, you have to identify those levels, levels of adolescence. Are y'all catching me? You got to identify those levels of adolescence and adolescence and dependencies. Stop, stop trying to feel like you listen, God, as you grow in mastery, guess what? You will have your phone will be ringing a lot. Because God holds you accountable because you are you are authoritative. Voice to many souls. But you got to discern what you're working with. So you're not wasting time and wearing yourself out. Because the adversary in them will wear you out if you don't know what you're doing. So now you, you, you're, not, you're not actually walking towards your purpose. You're putting out fires all the time. So you've been a putting out fire, Christian. You're just praying your day is full of, full of pulling out fires. And, you allow, and they, they, they're in codependency in you. They don't go to church, but they call you. You become their church. They don't pray like you told them to do, but you are their prayer. And you sit there on two hours where they didn't do the first step. Am I helping somebody tonight? See, you got to understand. And now, this, you got to be led by the Holy Spirit because some need a little more than others. You might have to tell them four times. But I got to discern. One time this homeless man came up to me. He said he, he, he was asking me for something. And I give all the, a, a lot of times. And he was asking me for something. And, and sometimes when people are used to manipulation, just because you're homeless don't mean you don't understand manipulation. And I ain't saying all of them manipulate, but, but he was a master of manipulation. And he didn't realize I didn't have time for his manipulation. Now, I bought him something. But I stopped him and said, listen, if you really want to walk, he was shocked. I said, I don't have time to play. I told him straight up, I don't have time to play. If you want to go in, the Spirit of the Lord gave me a couple of things about who he is and what he needs to do. And I said, but I, I gave him my number. And I said, if you want to really walk, we can walk. Now I fed you. But I'm not, I don't need you to give me all, no, 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 not today. I, I don't need your mass. I don't need that. I because uh, you, you have to realize when you walk with the spirit of God, God will give you preeminence. And when you look at somebody, they know, oh, he's serious. Something about authority is on him when he talks. I don't. I, it's, it's different. So they're not seeing it as a bash. They're seeing it as, oh, he really care. Are y'all catching me? And you're not going to you don't have to do that. I didn't come here to get nothing from you. But if you want to walk, we can do that. Are y'all catching me? So uh, I'm not going to zero you out. I'm, I'm actually taking the initiative. So sometimes we will take initiative. But you got to understand what your responsibility is and what you just take initiative for. I'm going to leave that there. Glory to God. So uh, uh, I'm going to get this last point out and I'm going to hear from you. We must be skilled in discerning souls and discerning uh, the threshold of individuals. 
the mental threshold. How much can they handle before I'm giving them more than that they can handle? How much am I trying to expect from them be beyond what they really can handle? Are y'all catching me? L let's go. Let's shift for a second. Also, you also must be skilled. Watch this. You're going to need this because sometime if you're not discerning the containment or the content not the pretext the context to what somebody is saying you don't know they don't know what they mean by what they're saying so people will say i fasted and all of this and nothing happened and you walk right by and say and you keep going on they'll say i prayed and nothing this 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 and you're not discerning you're not discerning that they might not know what prayer is they might not know it, how to really fat. They, they might not understand the precepts that govern prayer. They might not understand the precepts that govern. Y'all all right? It looks a little hot in here. Glory to God. But, but you take the outcome and you're trying to define something and use something else in wrong context rather than backing up and reestablishing what they mean when, when they're saying. Write this down. Sometimes your prayer is not, the problem is not the prayer. It's humility towards precept placement from proven presbytery. I wrote that. That ain't in your mastery book. Some, see, we think everything is about prayer. Sometimes it's not about prayer. Sometimes you just don't have the truth. See, he said, listen, we preach grace and truth, which means you can be preaching grace, but you don't have the truth. Are y'all catching me? So sometimes things are not a matter of prayer. Sometimes things are a matter of your submission to presbytery that was going to give you a word of freedom. So you didn't lack, watch this, with all thy getting it, what? You didn't like prayer, you liked understanding. Are y'all catching me? I didn't say not to pray. But see, we cover everything that with prayer. But there are certain things you don't have to pray for when you know. So there are things that we try to cover with prayer that only come by you coming to a submission place of understanding. So sometimes your problem is not prayer. It's your humility. You're not humble. You don't hear nobody. There are areas of you still I know. There's still areas in you that you still turn the conversation to yourself and what you know. So you lost the ability to hear so a mature believer don't give you beyond that. Because you won't keep it. Because you know. Are y'all catching me? So, so we have to discern, is this a matter of prayer or is this just a matter of truth? Because I promise you, you're going to come out of prayer and it's going to still be the problem. <laughs> I've seen people walk over, we just going to pray for five for two weeks. That's good, but I had the answer. 
The answer is right here. So I'm glad you're going to pray and fast. I hope you get closer to God. Because we've made prayer and fasting an act. So we think it substitutes for God coming down and just doing it for us. And we have no responsibility because we did the prayer and fasting. Oh, you know, we, we, we like activity. Anything with activity, believers are interested in. But when we talk about real, real coming to real heart sacrifice, real heart abundance and submission, well, Pastor, that's the pastor stuff. I'll catch you next week. Give me something that I can do in activity to make it easy for me. Come on, y'all know we like the easy route. But not tonight. We're going to learn how to submit to some stuff. Are y'all catching me? So you have to realize that there are things that it's not a matter always of prayer. Your prayer is according to your knowledge. And the more that you know, the more, watch this, your, your prayer actually become more a, a, a base and abound because you're now praying in goodness and clarity and understanding of what he's done and not for him to go do something. See, the first sign of a growing believer is the problem that they say is a problem. It wasn't even a problem to someone who's mastered the area. And I keep saying this because I want this church to really understand this. When you mature, the devil is not the problem anymore. It's your lack of knowledge of who, who finished it. See, that changes the conversation. We like to blame the devil. No, the devil, now watch this, he can do something in power if you don't understand your authority. So there, there's a part of that that's true, but a lot of that is not true because you're rather praying, watch this, in the lack of knowledge rather than submitting to a knowledge that's already overcame it. Because it costs you your response. It costs you what you learned growing up. It costs you what you learned from the last church. It messes up your equilibrium. You, you, you're like, uh, I done sold myself on this. I don't know about y'all. When I was walking down the same path you're walking on, my, some of y'all know, Apostle, I used to be rocked a little bit. I'm like, no, nah, man, you messing me up, brother. I used to have to put on certain CDs to get that thing out my mind. Oh, yeah, I don't walk through this already. I'm like, he messing me up. I, I don't, uh, what do you mean by that? See, sometimes when God addresses your, 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 your mentality, do you bow to what he says or are you still, no, I'm not ready for that. I, I've been in this, this too long. I know. I've been in church too long. I know. Are y'all catching me? Sometime your problem, I'm going to say it one more time. Now, I want you to understand. Sometimes your problem is not prayer. It is humility towards precept placement. Precept what? Which means precept got to be placed right. Are you using precepts wrong? For you who might be confused when I say precept, precept is the word of God. 
precept placement mean? Are you building this thing lawfully? Are you building in the way you are? So if you're misplacing something, watch this. That wasn't a matter of prayer. Now, you can pray to get wisdom on what you're doing wrong. But you got to stop praying for God to do something the way you're thinking that he's doing it. God fixed them. What do you mean by that? Let's extrapolate that. Y'all ready, class? I think I'm talking too much. Let me hear from you. Lord, fix them. Let's is, come on, let's break that down. How does that look? Huh? I think this will take the whole class. You know? Lord, fix them. So are we saying God sent a worker to deal with them? Because I can't deal with it. Are we saying, Lord, fix them to act a little more crazy so it can push me to see you? you? You you see how we bypass the real principles that govern movement and action for some patty cake Christianity, Christian knees that we say, well, we prayed and nothing happened. And we God's been telling God for the last 10 years to fix them and nothing happened. It, it's not that nothing is happening. You're not interpreting. You're not interpreting how it works. It doesn't work like that. Let's get back on the boat. The disciples thought Jesus was just going to wake up. We're in a storm. Dude, how are you going to sleep at this time? They thought it just worked. Like, Well, maybe you would just wake up. He, he got to feel all this movement. Sometimes we feel like God is supposed to feel all this movement in our life. And he's still asleep. Because we don't have the tools to wake him up. So sometimes we don't realize that we bypass responsibility. We bypass responsibility to, to, to get in the lesser agreement, the lesser covenantal placement because we don't know what it looks like up there. How many of y'all ready to take a tour up there? Glory to God. Come on. You, you, you got to learn how to come into agreement with God. Amen. Because the majority of things that we're telling people to go pray for somebody is really what we might be called to. Marla, I'm trying to have a church. I... Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I'll get some coffee later, Lord Jesus. <laughs> but we love to bypass the responsibility because it's too much. I mean, all of a sudden, it's too much. I don't know about it. It's too much. You don't know him, God. You don't know her, God. That joke is crazy, but you ever checked your own mirror? I don't know about y'all. I'm crazy too. <laughs> you ever checked a little bit? And I ain't as crazy as them, but you do got a little crazy. So the grace that you needed to help your crazy, it's the same. It's the same grace that's going to deliver them out of their crazy. But sometimes people have to explore your, your grace, 
before they can entrust in. So are you allowing people to explore your grace? Or is yours not showing up at the scene in, in time? It only shows up on Sunday. It shows up on Wednesday. But when it's, in, when it's action time, somebody say action time. Come on, when it's time for action, your threshold really show up. Your, your threshold really show up. But glory be to God, we're growing in that. Amen. I want to stop right there. I want to ask some questions. What do you hear me saying when it comes to sometimes your problem is not prayer. It is humility towards precept placement from pro proven presbytery. And I say proven presbytery because sometimes people are not skilled. It doesn't mean they're not a pastor. It doesn't mean they're not a bishop. It doesn't mean they're not an apostle. Uh, sometimes there are apostles according to men and there's apostles according to God. And that's biblical. But it doesn't mean they're skilled to handle these levels. Can you say amen? I want to hear a couple of comments on what do, you, what, what, what do you hear God saying? Sometimes the problem is not prayer. What is God saying in that? Yeah, Angela, I want you to start. That's it. Well, I'm going to kind of go, I guess, around the mulberry bush. But what I just heard you, <laughs> as usual, what I heard you say just a minute ago was we don't like sometimes to engage. We want to put the responsibility on everything else. We want to we want to kind of take ourselves out of it. And part of being a true disciple, Jesus engaged. He went amongst the sick. He went into crowds. He you know what I'm saying? He touched. He had to get into the thick of sinners, yes. pain, sickness, disease. Yes. Yes. It was all demonic. Yes. It was all around him. And I think sometimes as Americans, especially in Western culture, we're so comfortable. Yes. We are so comfortable that we don't want to step outside of our comfort, outside of our, you know what I'm saying? And so yes. to say, I'll just pray about it. And that's the end of it. Yes. That, like you said, it makes you feel like, oh, I've done enough. Yeah. But we're moving into a time, and I feel like this is always what we were supposed to be doing, but I really feel like we're going to move into a time even more. What do we do yes. when there's no answer outside of, I'll just pray for you? There's going to have to be a time where we stop being so, it's me, me, me. Yeah. And we begin to take up the call yes. of the cross and engage. Amen. And so that's kind of what I hear you saying is that, you know, like it's almost like um, the church has been asleep. I, I mean, I, you know Amen. what I'm saying? And I'm thankful for this because it's jarring us back awake to say like it is about more than just coming on Sunday mornings. What about the people we're meeting on a daily basis that Amen. need what we have on the inside of us? Amen. So um, as far as that is concerned, sometimes your palm is not prayer. It's humility towards precept placement. Fo Jesus says, if you love me, you'll you'll do what I said. Yes. You'll obey my commands. Yes. So to me, that says it's not just prayer. Sometimes it's being humble and saying, OK, God, I'm not going to just sacrifice, but I'm going to obey what you said. So good. Yeah. Amen. 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 Wh which means. Paul said, follow me as I follow Follow me as I follow, which means sometimes God, God might not give you the answer. He'll give you the, give give the leader the answer, and you don't get it until you follow right. Amen. Amen. And just kind of piggybacking on Angela, 
um, as disciples, we, as you said, we are supposed to have that discernment of where they are. And once we have that discernment, then it is our responsibility to handle that soul on the level that they're on. Yes. And not on our level. You, yes. We have to have that discernment and you handle them yes. where they are. Yes. That doesn't mean to conform to what they're doing or what they're doing, but you have to understand where they are and likely you were there before. Yes. And then to help them from that place. So that's what I'm hearing. And that's Amen. what I've really been hearing all week. Um, and I've been running into different people where God is just showing me, you know what? I need you to meet them where they are. Amen. Don't ask me to bring them up to where you are. Right. Or where even you think you might be. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> is I need you to humble yourself. Yes. As you said, Angela, humble yourself yes. and meet them where they are. That is your responsibility for that soul. Yes. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. About prayer, because where they may be, and even though I've been there, we've been there, doesn't mean that for that's how they're going to come out the same time. Everybody's testimony is, is not for everybody. Correct. You have to know when to say it or yes. when to share it. Yes. Um, Absolutely. Just hearing from God on how to deal with people, because then if you get into that, that, uh, that cadence to where it's all about I, 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 Yes. Then they don't even get a chance to see God. Yes. So then as a believer, you're not even allowing them to see the God in you because you're making it all about yourself. Right. And not about the creator. Yes. Um, I think we have to be mindful of dealing with souls. Like she said, meet them where they at. Yes. Um, don't conform to it and don't not necessarily say, OK, I'm, I'm with you on that. But agree when to agree and know when not to agree. Amen. Is what I'm saying. So good. Listen, and, and you hit, hit something, all of you, great, great, great stand-up. You, you know, the problem is sometime until God is, as God is dealing with us, sometime we are still, we are, our default is still the adrenaline rush of somebody approval. It's still the adrenaline rush that somebody, oh, you sound good, and if we don't get a clap, we won't feel good. We, we, we go home all miserable and depressed because we still need that hit from people. And, and, and so there's a process that God takes us through that we stop being so needy from people that if they don't give us the right response, once we gave them something, you left more depressed than you. You went to go minister to depression and walked out with it. Because you're still in a place of need and not realizing that, listen, God is trying to break you from your work-based mentality. You're, 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 you're trying to be approved still in what you're doing rather than being what he's called you to be. Which means you got to learn how to chew the gum and spit it out once the flavor is gone. 
But when you're addicted to flavor, it keeps giving you this adrenaline rush. You walk off, man, I did that, you did that. But when somebody's not giving you the response you don't like, two weeks you're in the hole. Are y'all catching me? And so God is trying to give you to a place where you can learn to give what God says and leave it there. Somebody say give it and leave it there. And that takes maturity because sometimes, guess what? Now, this is on a greater stage. See, right now, this stage, we say only the nice things. But there is a stage that God walks with people where he tells them a little straighter. But a lot of people who try to use that stage, they're actually not mature for that yet. That's why I go the other way. And it actually caused more damage. Because the way they're using it, it's critical. It's critical. The Bible says prophecy is supposed to edify. It's supposed to build up. It's not supposed to tear somebody down when they're walking, they're looking less than. No. So sometimes people know when they needed a straight talk. Somebody had their hand up. Oh. So, so sometimes God, watch this, God knows the time to give somebody a straight talk. And you have to be mature when you're giving somebody a straight talk. Are y'all catching me? But everybody can't handle straight talk. Some what we call God said. He listen to me. It, you might be discerning on a lower level. Are y'all catching me? What's that state? So, so you 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 you're not realizing that you're not careful in the way you're engaging. But you God, well God gave it to me. Well, look how we're leaving this thing. It's left toe up so obviously you wasn't skilled in using what God gave you. Because if God gave it to you, there was, there was an end to the means that you're giving. And it doesn't tear up like that. Are y'all catching me? That doesn't mean that everybody's going to agree when God gives sometimes people straight. But everybody's not called to that level of surgery yet. And I was, I, I really, I, I would, I, I really tell people, stay, stay out of there. Just in, keep encouraging. Use words of wisdom until you're really skilled in hearing the Holy Ghost on that level. You come into some levels of authority. Don't give people them harsh words like that. Because you might be discerning from a lower level thinking you're going on a higher level and you, 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 you're playing with stuff up there. Are y'all catching me? And you play, you play like that, you better know how to walk them through some stuff. Because the majority of our testimonies are non-testimonies is what other people did wrong towards us in the name of God. The first thing we deal with mostly in churches today is church hurt. Why is that? Because people are using the wrong tools for the wrong person. And if we're going to fix that, we have to be skilled in how we communicate. Can you say amen? Yes. I wanted to touch back on what you were saying about giving as well. That many people seek that as well. So they're looking for a certain response from that person. But I believe that there is also a difference between adrenaline and a drawing. Right. Right. Yeah. From that person. 
Right. And so it draws more out of you. It's no different than when you're, you know, preaching the word and the spirit is flowing and you can sense that we are hungry for it. So it's drawing more out of you. Right. Not that there's just the adrenaline of right. of the flock, but that you're sensing there's a drawing, there's a hunger for it. Absolutely. 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 When you get to a level where you're ministering, and, and, and if you minister before on a certain levels, there, there's always a, a giving away of yourself. Okay. And it's always, listen, it, it doesn't mean that you can't be excited that souls are getting the word. Okay. That, that's not what we're saying. When it comes to dealing with souls and you're giving the word of God, but you keep looking for a response. And the response that you're looking for is it, it, we, we look for response because we want to know where you are. Okay. But you will know by the spirit if you're looking for a response for you or you're looking for a response for them. And most of the things that we look for is a response for us because when the response is not right, something happens with our relationship with God. And so more than not, more times than not, more, more believers today are working for responses. They're not working for God. And, and, and the reason why that happens is because we're not principled. And, and listen, they, let, let me, because let, I can't be that straight right now. Let me back up just a little bit. God knows. I'm sorry, I, we forget my room on man. God, no, that, that was a little too straight. God knows where we are. So there are times that we're working. And God is excited that we, we desire to do it for him. <laughs> I said, what room I'm in? I'm not in, right, not in a closed session. But you, you have to realize when I'm doing a divine thing. See, most of us, you need someone to. Uh, th th let me back up. This is why many people try to start ministries and they haven't started the main ministry that, that's right in front of their face. So you go do a ministry, but you haven't started the one right there in your. And when you sit someone down to get them principled enough to add to them, you're not taking away. You're trying to add to them to be proficient and understand what they're dealing with. Because if they keep going around with their ministry, swinging that sword around, and they're going all miserable and depressed, and their children is, is all over the place, and their marriage is all over the place. And I'm not saying, once again, nobody's saying that you got to be perfect. No, you are perfect in Christ Jesus. But there has to be some kind of equilibrium of understanding. Are y'all catching me? But we go do ministry because we haven't learned to be the ministry. And this is the biggest problem. God is not calling you to go do ministry. That's why we don't understand when he says, who shall teach knowledge? This thing is about maturity. You don't just go run out and do something. You know, I've been on, people invited me on certain things. Uh, I was on one the, the other day. And 
Sometimes people get these titles and they say things and it's not principled. But the two people, and I'm listen, I'm not just about people, but you, you gotta understand that God holds you accountable from you going trying to use tools and cut everything. <laughs> Are you okay? You, you go to the hospital and try to cut some stuff, they're gonna sue you. The church needs to start suing some people. Don't I'm, that's a joke. Don't the Bible says don't sue nobody. Come to the council of God. Are, are y'all catching what I'm saying? So, so let, let, let me help you just a little bit. We're going to go down real quick. So the, the, the problem is we got to understand it's about souls. Somebody says it's about souls. The Bible says those who win souls are wise. The fruit of righteousness is a tree of life. And those who win souls are wise. Somebody says it's about discipleship. Galatians 4.19, my little children for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you. Which means Christ must be formed in you. Number three, somebody says about maturity. That the man of God may be complete, not halfway, not whole. That he may be what? Complete. God said, I sent the five, the, uh, the, the pastors, the apostles, the evangelists, the teachers, uh, the, the apostles, the bishops, whatever I said. For the maturing of the saints. For the what? How can you go do the work of the ministry and you're not matured? So the, the issue, we, we keep saying there's a problem in the church, but nobody's dealing with the real issue. It's called maturity. You don't, see, when you understand how God works, you don't have to even be title bound. You know. Now, I'm not against callers, but, you know, I've been some places, I'm going to get in trouble on camera. But people, you know, I used to go places and people be like, they get offended because I don't want to wear a collar. And that's just not me. If I can't mix and mingle with everybody and they don't see my authority from who I am and what I say, I don't want to show them, just show them because I got a collar on. Now, I'm not against the collar. If you're going to wear a collar, wear it. But I don't need a collar for you to respect me. When I talk, when I say something, when, the way I move, the way I live should be an expression of Christology. And the problem is we've leaned in too much to the collar, not the Christhood of living. But once again, I don't want you to have me on Fox News and, and CNN talking about he against the collar. See, he's not a real man of God. No, I say I'm not against the collar. But if you want to wear the collar, you wear it. I'm not wearing it. I might look a little out of place depending on the response of the honor of the house. If you tell me I don't have to, I'm not, but I'll be honorable and wear it. I never wore one there. Are y'all catching me? So God is trying to say, are you so concerned about looking right? Then being the authority that I called you to be. See, when you call in, there are rooms that I go into, you don't have to, they don't have to tell their title. When they open their mouth, I can tell who they are. You got to get to a point when you open your mouth, people know there's something about what you, who are Who is this woman? Who is this man? Did y'all hear what they just said? Who are you? The way you piece that together, the way you just talk to me, who in the world are you? Can you go in a room and change the room around? 
can you watch it? See, see, because we don't like hard people. I mean, no, they hard. How many of y'all have that person in that family like, no, you don't. You can deal with anybody, but this one right here, you don't know him. How many of y'all have one of them in your family? Come on, we all have one. You don't know. You might be that one. Either. I might be that one. Y'all not that one. God is wanting you to understand, and I'm going to close here, how to walk people through. But if you don't learn how to be principled in all that you do and in all your responses, which means you got to learn how to have a love for the word. You got to learn how to have a love for the what? Word, word of God. Most of us, you, I would be taking this class as serious as you taking anything. Because you don't realize acceleration is in understanding and language and, and, and really interpreting how to deal with relationships properly. Most of us are not growing because we don't have, know how to deal with relationships properly. Most of us could have been in a way earlier promotion if we understood how to communicate. Because God wants to use you as an influential person that gets the job done wherever you go. Are you, can you say amen? Can you get the job done wherever you go? Or are you still compromised in the com comfort zone of your life? I want you to get uncomfortable with regular Christianity. Because if you're still comfortable in regular Christianity, you're still stuck on theatrics. Which means we got to still give you candy when you come through the door to make you happy. We better have coffee. You think I'm coming back here? The pot wasn't even started. Now I'm buying your lights and everything. Come on. You might even get a little smoke one day. Don't, don't. But you have to realize at the end of the day, I don't care if the roof not going to fall in. Uh, uh, but I don't care if a, a shingle is made. You got to be here because God told you to. You got to be here because there's an assignment that is important for the agenda that God is calling you to. This is not about the building. This is about me coming to fellowship with the body and hear the word of God for where he's taking me. I don't submit because I like it. I only I, I, I submit because this has to do with my covenantal call in God. No, no, I, 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 this is about my call in God in Christ Jesus. This is not about a man. So I, I'm going to stop right there. I want to open it for questions and comments. Uh, you know what? Uh, there is so much that God is trying to do in us during this time. How many of you feel that? But what but, but you have to realize is there are the responsibility to interpret these realms. You've got to live closer in towards God. I don't know why I feel like talking about this, but, you know, the difference between authority and power. Power is inherent. Ability. Okay, power is inherent ability. Okay, power, this phone, 
so uh, Sprint is the source of the, the, the power to give apps. And the apps, I don't have to be saved to, to download the app. That's an inherent ability that I can just download. Okay? Anybody can do it. Now, they give terms to it. Okay? But when Jesus came into you, there's an inherent ability that he gave you. But that ability must be submitted to the kingdom authority for you to come into authority. Which means, if you, watch this, if you're trying to fight power with power, you're always going to be messed up. God is trying to get you to submit to the authority of the kingdom so you can walk around with a badge that's called finished. And everywhere you walk around, the devil know you there. So it makes people tremble and shake. They might tell them the truth today. Because you're walking around and understand that this there's some things that you don't have to live. That witch is not your problem. The problem is who God is. Are y'all catching me? So God is calling us to really understand what he's finished. Because authority makes the devil tremble because authority is given, watch this, based on submission. So now I'm teaching y'all a little deliverance training. You ready? The problem why we don't get or overcome certain factors of demonic factors is because they're more submitted to that level than you are to God. Mature people that tried to deal with warlocks and stuff, if they're a little more submitted to the adversary, then you are the God. You ain't going to win that. You're not going to win that. You better go build your spirit man up. And what I'm trying to teach everyone is you've got to learn how to keep your spirit man up at all times. you got to learn how to come on stand and know he's God in all things. And stop allowing yourself to lean into the commonality of carnality. Everything about your life is always a problem in the commonality of carnality, which means every problem is carnal. Let me explain that. I'm sorry. I, I... Carnal because you're not in the burden of God. Which means I got to get to a place where I'm in the burden of God, where my problem becomes God's problem. I'm going to stop right there. Somebody say, let my problem becomes God's problem. Which means when I need something and we need something, I say, God, I'm just doing what you told me to do. But we, we desire something now. So we'll see the timing that you're going to say. Stop right there. Uh, questions. Uh, uh, somebody give me two, one, uh, two people. Give me at least uh, two people. Uh, just hit a stand out what you hear God saying tonight. Mm-hmm. Amen. Like I, I feel like I enable people or I let, I try to 
trying to take on the problems. I'm always trying to help, and I'm, I need to know when to cut that off. Amen. That's good. Thank you for that. You, you, you know, the, the, the issue that we have to understand is, watch this. How many of you believe, remember when you wasn't as strong in the Lord? But when somebody probably was, how defensive or... Have you ever got angry with a Christian? And they might have been right, but you, you wasn't grown yet. Now, let me ask you something. Were you angry at them or you angry at what they were saying? So what I want you to understand, every unsubmitted area in you is actually against the cross. I'll close with that. See, this is, you don't realize that that anger is not actually anger at the person. This is why people got to be careful how to handle you. Because you think you're mad at me. No, I'm, I'm, I'm in Christ giving you something that will help you break out. So I'm praying for you that you don't handle me that kind of way. So I, See, sometimes when people deal with me a certain way, I'm actually praying for them more. I'm like, no, you curse me out. That's fine. I love you. Mm -mm. Don't, let me get, don't let me feel a certain level where you're going with me because God cares about how I feel. All right. Glory to God. Somebody else. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. Yes. 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 Correct. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. And only once you have really walked with God and He loves you, can you disseminate that love to other people? Come on. And it's so important that when we deal with people, we deal with it from the law of love. Because yes. No longer will the, the law on your on stone is now ah, your heart. That's good. And so I just think it's important that you understand that doing comes from being. Yes. You don't just do ministry. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. No, that that's so good. Amen. Let, 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 let me say this really quickly, and 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 that that's so good what you're saying. Let, let me say this really quickly. I, I want you to understand when we're dealing with growing in principles and precepts, growing in things of God. As God give you greater levels of authority, how many y'all, how many of your conscience when you see a cop? Your conscience when you see a police officer? Come on, oh man, come on, I'm a pastor. I, I, 
I still see him smiling. I think everybody's conscious. But 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 even watch this. Even if you haven't done anything wrong, beyond your black and whiteness, I, I, even when you have done nothing wrong, watch this. You still conscience that authority is there. What I want you to understand when you grow in God, there is something that God does with you that brings preeminence of authority. And so people sense. No, watch this. No matter what room you're in, they're going to sense that you're thinking that it's something when you say something, then now it's when you walk in certain levels of authority, there are license and favor and things that you walk as light and you don't understand how they perceive you like that. So I want you to understand God gives you preeminence in license and liberty and light and it's actually tangible. It's actually what? Which means people know you there. They sense something in the room is different. And when you walk on that level, people will start putting. Now, some of you had this on lower levels. How many of somebody pulled you out in a meeting or something and say something or in a church and say, you this, 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 this? Because there's something upon your life that's shining. Are y'all catching me? And I want you to realize the greater we grow, the greater God gives more of that. And with that comes more responsibility. Can you say amen? Stand to your feet if you can. Hallelujah. How many of you say this has been the best teachings and training and development I've been getting, but it's been the most challenging? I mean, I feel you're like in the middle. It's like I'm growing, but I'm, it's been challenging, Lord. Because I'm having to check me before I check. You, you're showing me me a little more. I thought I had something going, but Lord. I, I'm believing God that we really come into the exploration of grace and liberty and understanding for us especially here at this church to really do the way god is calling us to do we've got to be mature because we're dealing with lives that need someone to walk them properly through process the same way we needed a process i don't know about you sometimes we needed a process and, and, and because a lot of time we didn't have skilled workers doing our process, we haven't really met the totality of that process. And we're going through it right now. But the same way I'm going through mine, I want to take somebody else through also. And so God is calling you to be a skilled worker. Somebody say skilled. skilled. A skilled worker, which means, watch this, where two people used to weigh you out, now that's easy. Now you can handle five. Well, five used to weigh you out. Now you can handle 10. Some of y'all say, hmm. <laughs> pass. Pass. Jesus only had 12. Why you, why you trying to give up more? Man? I ain't Jesus, but Jesus said greater works you should be doing. So I'm believing God that we come into a greater level and learn to be more principled in all that we do and not be compromised in familiarity 
of where we've been and where we come from, but we're going forward and know he's God. Can you say amen? I want you to continue on growing and learning these things. We still have a couple of weeks. I, listen, I, I love, I, I know we have a lot of things going on. I will, I, I want to start asking you more questions. So I want you to keep coming. I think it's better when you come, you can actually get engaged and, and really, I want to hear from you. So I'm going to start asking you more questions. So I want to make sure, I can see in the back portal, some of y'all haven't watched the things in a month. <laughs> but it's so high in the past. Some of y'all about two months in. I start seeing the books not coming and everything. I really want you to realize that it's very vital that you take it very serious because it's only going to help you grow and go into the things of God that you're calling to. There are some things that we don't learn to meditate. How many of y'all know growth really comes in sections of meditation? Which means even if I teach you this stuff, watch this, and you're not hungry for it, it won't stay. Which means the hunger first got to be for God. And when the, the, the hunger for God, it transcends into souls. And then your hunger for souls produce a hunger to knowing how to reach them. And as God reached you, a lot of times he's teaching you how to reach them. The revelation he's giving you is the revelation he's giving you for but if you're not seeking him during the week and meditating on his word, and God, what about this? And God is dropping in your spirit. This is what that meant. And that's what that meant. And that's how that works. And you're, you're, you're gaining equity. So, come on, somebody say spiritual equity. The problem with most of us, we don't have enough spiritual equity. You got to build that spiritual equity. That equity is what built that spirit man in you. You're weak because you don't have equity. Are you catching me? And we're going to learn how to grow into spiritual equity. It broke my heart. Uh, 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 well, I'm not going to share that. We have to realize that God is bringing you into greater equity of his presence, his peace, his joy, and his substance. Can you say amen? I want to pray for you that you walk into your your divine call into the character and conduct character and conduct of your call you come into the character and the conduct of your call it's time amen, amen. father in the name of jesus we thank you for your word tonight father pour out the rain you said you will pour out your spirit upon all flesh. Father, we declare that we will learn to be more sensitive to your spirit. Father, we want you. We hunger and we thirst for you. Father, lead and, lead and guide us. My hunger and my prayer is that I don't get so comfortable that I miss what you're trying to push me into. I don't want to be sleep at the wheel. Come on, tell somebody. I want to come on. Tell yourself. I don't want to be sleep sleep at the wheel. I'm, some of us are at the wheel, but you're sleeping, and God is saying, "I need you to wake up." You 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 are not conscious of that that you have a wheel in your hand. I'm I'm trying to drive you somewhere. Father, help us to awaken to the wheel that you're calling. 
Forgive us, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We want to be made whole. As you have called us to be, God. We want you more than anything in our life. We give you preeminence in our life, in our call, in all that we do. And we thank you for your grace, your ability, and your mercies that endure forever. We thank you right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give God a hand clap. Hallelujah. How many of you are blessed by that tonight? How many of y'all got some principles you can go home with? Amen. Glory to God. Listen, hold the bar and don't let people take you off. Amen. I love you. We will see you Sunday. Make sure you hug somebody and tell them, hold the bar. Love you all. Oh, y'all leaving. Uh-oh, I'm sorry, Lord. I forgot the thing.